0: Good morning, beautiful people. This is Nube coming to you and sharing space with you at Prison Focus Radio here at KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. I want to send out some big love and solidarity to all of you listening behind the walls. We love you. We support you. And also to your family members and loved ones we consider you all a part of our community and during this time of this incredible um, uprising that's happening in the streets just want to make sure that you know that your voices are not being forgotten and in fact there's just just a beautiful narrative that is taking place around defunding the police, um, abolition narratives um, that really speak to our our care for one another, about solutions that are about the community and again about coming together uh, for our for our care, for our self-determination for our right to live without violence for our right to live freely and it's a really beautiful thing to see what's happening on the streets and our it's our youth that are on the front lines but at the same time it is our fruit no, youth on the front lines but everybody is involved the the inhumanity that is being exposed um, because of the two pandemics of COVID-19, which just really showed the incredible failings of this system that it has no intention of of caring um, and meeting any of our 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 human needs, and and then racism, white supremacy. Um, It's all being uncovered how this country was founded. For 401 years, um, this country has been traumatizing people. Um, And you can't, we can only be here if we start from slavery, genocide land theft and rape. I will say it every time. I will read the 13th Amendment. The exception clause says that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Slavery is taking place within our prisons and the vestiges of slavery and Jim Crow are taking place on our streets with a public lynching of George Floyd and the the just the string of murders taking place on our streets by the state by the police and the abuses and death that's taking place within our prisons by the state and by the prison police that we call guards so we're doing our best to keep your voices alive and and in the front of this very important dialogue that is taking place on the streets I want to give a shout out to Black Lives Matter and all the abolitionists and just everybody that's getting on board who have decided that, no, uh, this is inhumane and we're fighting for our humanity right now. All right. So here we go. So I'm going to read their names, their age, the the number of years they've been caged and the number of times they've been denied parole leonard alexander age 63 45 years caged 17 times denied parole todd ashker age 56 35 years caged five times denied parole kenneth carter age 65 47 years caged 16 times denied parole arturo castellanos age 59 40 years caged six times denied parole david cervantes age 73, a caged 41 years, denied parole 13 times. Charles Coleman, age 71, 37 years caged, 15 times denied parole. Michael Cooperwood, age 63, caged 25 years, denied parole 5 times. James Crawford, age 53, caged for 29 years, is only given parole one time and not until 2013. He's been captive since 1991 and then he was denied to see the parole board for seven years. Romaine Chip Fitzgerald aged 71. He has been caged for 50 years and denied parole 40 times. Uh, last week you did hear me uh, speak with a man. His name is Tha Arthur League. Um, And I failed to uh, give him the opportunity to talk about um, um, a campaign that he is involved in. And it is the campaign to free Chip, Chip Fitzgerald. So, um, but if you do go to the archives at... California Prison Focus, www.prisons.org. You can hear Tha talk about that. We did a recording later on when I realized that um, I had failed to give him the opportunity to talk about this very important campaign that he is involved in. And you can hear in his words um, uh, what he has to say about that. But at this moment, um, I want to read his name again and his circumstance. Romaine chip Fitzgerald is 71 years old he has been incarcerated for 50 years and he's been denied parole 40 times please go to freedomforchip.org to get some more information about that at least to sign the petition to get him free this is just as egregious um, I don't next one this is Philip Fortman he is aged 76. He has been incarcerated, caged for 54 years, and denied parole 14 times. Mind you, these are all civil deaths. These are just keeping people inside for political reasons. Uh, George Franco, age 55. He is serving 36 years to life. He's been caged for 36 years, denied parole 10 times. Donaldo Galaz, he is age 70. He's been imprisoned for 24 years, caged for 24 years. His next parole hearing isn't until next year, and his first parole hearing was in 2016, and they denied him until 2021. Antonio Guillen, age 55, Caged for 20 years. His next hearing is not until 2023. He didn't get a hearing until 2018. So 18 years before he even got a parole hearing. These are all civil death and unjust. Marcus Harrison, age 47. Caged for 23 years, denied parole eight times. James Harvey, uh, age 56. Caged for 38 years, three times denied parole. Gabriel Huerta, aged 61, caged for 36 years, denied parole 10 times. His last denial was uh, he couldn't get another parole date for 15 years. Richard Johnson, Age 68, been caged for 23 years. He is 68, and uh, he's been denied two times. So, you know, he's going to be going into his his 70s by the time he gets another parole date. K.D. Mahane, age 55, caged for 31 years, been denied six times and one of those being a 15-year parole denial. James Mario Perez, age 66. He has been serving a 46-year-to-life... Year no, sorry. He has served 46 years on an indefinite sentence, which his sentence was seven years to life, and he spent 46 years being caged and denied parole 17 times. Michael Reinhardt age 61, caged for 39 years, denied nine times. George Ruiz, age 77, caged 39 years, 15 times, denied parole. Alfred Sandoval, age 62, caged for 33 years, he is serving a life without parole. He is 62 years old, he spent 33 years in prison, and he's been given a life, he's serving life without parole. Harold Schamberger, age 66, 35 years caged, seven times denied parole. Alfred Sosa, age 76, 38 years caged, eight times denied parole. Danny Troxel, age 67, caged 41 years, denied parole nine times. Stefan Trujillo, 55 years old, has spent 30 years caged, Yet he is suffering a life without parole sentence. Ronnie Andel, age 57, has been 16 years caged, and he is not getting his first parole until 2021, when he will then be 58, moving into his 60s. Okay, Alex Yergoyan, age 50, He's spent 28 years caged, and he's been denied parole five times. Troy Barnes, 57 years old. Uh, he has spent 20 years caged and um, he's, you know, he's not even getting a parole hearing for another six years. Daryl Burnett, he is 65 years old. He has been caged for 46 years and he has been denied parole 17 times. These are all civil deaths and life without parole is death by imprisonment. Michael Crummer is 48 years old. He's been caged for 15 years and he's not getting his first hearing until 2027. Mutope Duguma is 53 years old. He has spent 29 years caged, and um, he's only been given one parole hearing, and but at that parole hearing, which he didn't even get until 2017, they denied him for seven years. So he's not getting another parole hearing until 2024. And mind you, he's already been in 29 years. And he's 53. Michael Doreau, our beloved Tsar, he is 66. He has spent 32 years caged. What I have not mentioned with a lot of these men as well is that they have suffered decades of solitary confinement. Again, going back to uh, their political reasons for being inside. Zah has been um, caged for 32 years. I believe it's been 30 of those years in solitary confinement, and he is suffering the cruel and unusual punishment of life without parole. Jeffrey Franklin. He is 60. He has been caged for 38 years. He has been denied seven times, denied parole seven times. Clyde Jackson, he is 57. He has been caged for 39 years. He's been denied two times. He was 18 years old when he went in. Bobby Dixon, he is age 70. He's been in 22 years. Um, He uh, got his first parole hearing in 2016 and he is not getting a next parole until, hearing until 2022. Paul Sangu Jones, he's age 71. He's been caged for 50 years and been denied parole 17 times. Lewis Powell, he's 68. He's been caged for 34 years and denied parole eight times. Uh, Michael Spencer, he's been caged, he is, sorry, he is 65 years old, he has been caged 18 years, he didn't get his first parole date until 2017, and he was denied until 2026. Terrence E. White, Imolimu, who you hear from quite a bit as well as all, but um, you hear from Imolimu, he is 47 years old, he has been caged for 19 years, and he is not getting his first parole hearing until 2023. So these long dates, these decades of, sol- of, of confinement, um, many of them with solitary, the torture of solitary confinement, and these persistent uh, multiple parole denials, is an indeterminate sentence which is equal to a civil death. Um, but I would like to end on a little bit, if this can be considered, um, on a good note, because we can, um, we can address and demand from the governor to use his power of um, commutation. Um, I want to read first four uh, women who um, are still inside. We have Patricia Wright. She's known as Grandmama Patricia Wright, age 68. She's served 23 years and she is uh, um, uh, suffering the sentence of life without parole. She is battling cancer. Um, she's been, and um, she is at high risk of contracting COVID. She has been given six to 12 months to live. People are wanting to um, get her out. If you, in my naming the men, I do not want it to be misconstrued uh, for a lack of support for our sisters inside because that is not the case. Um, this, the, 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 the group of men that I am working with, um, uh, because I work with California Prison Focus, has been the focus of these men, most of them from the hunger strikes of 2011 to 2013, which ended. It was a massive hunger strike that ended solitary, indefinite solitary confinement. These men are, um, uh, again, have suffered decades of solitary, the, the, the torture of solitary confinement. Um, I absolutely, and we are absolutely in support of and know that there needs to be advocacy and uh, more spotlight put on the women. So before I continue with the other women, I do want to say, if that is where you want to be putting your energy, please go to um, California Coalition for Women Prisoners.org. Um, you can go to womenprisoners.org, womenprisoners.org, and you can um, you can throw your support there. It is greatly needed. Um so uh yeah please do not um misconstrue um my the group that I am that I'm putting my energy towards. Um we need everybody everywhere. Um you can also go to carenotcages.com so that you can um, be in support of our sisters inside. Uh Maria uh, uh um sorry. Adredondo um uh, she is a mama. She is also suffering life without parole. She is 67 years years old. She is 17 uh, years in. Uh, people are signing petitions and trying to get her out to get home to her family. If you Again, please go to womenprisoners.org um, and carenotcages.com if you want to um, help put some support behind these women. Lucia Bravo, 82 years old. She is um, she is also suffering life without parole, LWAP. Um, she has been serving 25 years on that inhumane sentence. She is fighting leukemia. Her family wants her home. 82 years. Sahia um, Ayubi. I'm sorry if I'm uh, Ayobi. She is serving a 25 to life. She has served eight years. She is 54 years old. And um, her family wants her her home. Um, all of these women are suffering some kind of a life-threatening a medical issue, and um, and they need your help. So, um, I also want to name now some of the commutations um, and releases, people that have come home. Um, Lorenzo Benton just came home after serving. I could have this wrong. I'm sorry. It's over 40 years. He is now home. Um, he has been released. Um, I do not believe it was by a commutation. Uh, Paul Red, also. Um, I have uh, talked about Paul Red before. He is now home. We welcome both of these brothers home. Um, Paul Red spent 44 years inside. He had something like 22 parole denials. Um... And um, it took a whole lot of something to get him out. Um, and one of those people, not only his own advocacy, but all of the people that have been supporting him along the way, um, but also the uh, D, um, the San Francisco DA's office of Chesa Boudin was also integral in getting him home. Um, all right, I'm going to name some names of. Some of the commutations that uh, Governor Newsom did back in March. Rosemary Dyer, she was LWAP. Cheryl Lamar, LWAP. Joanna Parks, LWAP. And Suzanne Johnson, she was serving a life sentence. They have all been, um, their sentences have been commuted by Governor Newsom and We will applaud him for that work and we welcome these beautiful sisters home. And we also have Christopher uh, Belem, Blehem was serving a life sentence. Stephen Bradley was LWAP. Jason Bryant, serving life. Michael Dean uh, was serving 41 years, served 41 years. Samuel Eldridge was LWAP. Fannin Figures, he was serving a 210-year-to-life sentence. Richard Flowers was LWAP. Robert Glass was LWAP. James Harris was LWAP. And David Jassy was 15 years to life. Those are all the names that have been, um, and people that have been had their sentences commuted um, or pardoned, excuse me, by Governor Brown. Uh, Newsom, excuse me. Governor Newsom. Welcome home. I hope you get a chance to be with your families and that you also, any of you that are experiencing some kind of medical issue, hopefully you will get some reprieve um, and really be able to enjoy your time home. All right, I think we're going to take a musical break. DV, thank you so much for that. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Prison Focus Radio on KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at kpoo.com. And now we are going to hear some wisdom from the inside. All right, I have JB and KD from the Freedom and Justice Center uh, to lay down some, some wisdom about what we are experiencing today. All
1: right. Go oh, ahead, J.D. Yeah, uh, peace and strength to everybody uh, listening to this. Uh, what we see playing out today has a long historical pattern in practice that uh, did not start with the uh, brother of uh, Floyd, George Floyd, but has actually led up to this moment, and people have now woken up in a few feet. So in in the 1600s, uh, they created the first police ideal, we we'll call the slave patrol, and we've seen how they played out through uh, everything uh, the, and the torture that was visited upon people of African descent on this land. And so they fast forward up from slave, slave patrol into what they called the peonage, and the peonage is where they had to create the chain gang, they had to to uh, lock up. The black male and, and 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 many numbers in order to keep uh, their control over the slavery. Brothers. So they they, they created vagrancy black codes, and we've seen these these, these backwards laws that were designed and targeted toward our people. So that, that that is what we see playing out today. You have those who have actually been kept inside of prisons because of these long uh, drawn out long sentences and punishment. Uh, uh, just like back in indigenous uh, servitude period, when two whites and one black uh, uh, es- escaped uh, during colonial period, uh, they captured them and they gave the two uh, white indigenous servitude a uh, 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 specific uh, time to pay off, work off their debts, while the, uh, the black was sentenced was a, a, a to slave for life that created the long uh, period of, of slavery. We see that playing out in the New Jim Crow system today. So what we see here is why you have so many black male, females, and youth being hushed into these uh, New Jim Crow prisons. And, and uh, what they've given in there, they are given a long and in, in, in indefinite sentence. And that indefinite sentence is what we want to talk about because you see just like when they, they abolished uh, slavery, with uh, they created Thirteenth 13th Amendment. Thirteenth 13th Amendment said that we can still uh, create create house slaves in this country, and, that, and that's what that's what you see playing out with these indefinite sentences. Uh, that's why we have to abolish that Thirteenth Amendment and change the whole old uh, uh, slave system that they had that they, they have this as a foundation. So we like to share with you what we believe is a fair look at why we. Demands this prison system to begin to release our elders who have went in as as youth and came out as eight and now is trying to come out out of a long solitary confinement uh, as aging elders that deserve to go home. So I would like to turn it over to uh, Brother K.D. to to share those with you. All right, this is uh, Brother K.D. I'm gonna read this. Prison rights human movement we introduced a
2: comprehensive agreement for parole via a strategic parole relief plan with a community relief board being a part of the decision-making process this CRB or community relief board will be composed of community families teachers students clergy men and women Union workers independent media and part of this and etc. We, the people, demand the following. We demand that prisoners over 60 and above should be released immediately in the interest of justice. Number two, any prisoner that has suffered an ailment that can lead to their death should immediately be released in the interest of death justice. Three, prisoners who have been incarcerated 25 to 30 years should be released immediately in the interest of justice. Four, RVRs or write-ups, 115, are being justified as felonies by the prison, by the board of prison, which is also double jeopardy, subjecting prisoners to suffer indefinite punishment that should be released immediately in the interest of justice. Number five, all prisoners that meet any of the above four demands who has a support system via housing, jobs, and etc should be released immediately in the interest of justice. Indefinite sentence is a punishment that never ends and leads to a civil death, which is a violation of the United States Constitution, which falls under cruel and unusual punishment in which human beings, in particular prisoners, are made to suffer
0: indefinite punishment. All right, J.B. and K.D., thank you so much for that. Uh, With that said, I would like to invite all of you to our next Liberate the Caged Voices virtual roundtables, which will be happening on Sunday, June 24th. That will be um, presented through Zoom. So please go to the California Prison Focus website at www.prisons.org, and you can get all of the details there. That is going to be... Um, on a very powerful weekend. Uh, there will be June, uh, Juneteenth celebrations happening all day on Friday and probably throughout the whole weekend. That will be a topic that will come up for sure during the dialogues, the roundtable dialogues. So I'll look for Friday, June, Juneteenth to just go online and see all of the great activities that will, events that will be happening around Juneteenth. And then that, um, that Saturday, on June 20th, there is going to be the car rally to San Quentin, where we will be uh, protesting prisons, um, th- their existence, and, of course, um, a rallying ca- cry to release our loved ones, our elders, um, and anybody else that is uh, that needs to come home. Really, it's just all of them. So we will be uh, doing our rallying cry for that again on Saturday, uh, June 20th. If you are in the Bay Area, please join us again. You can find all of the details for that at our website at www.prisons.org. The calendar there, and then again, the roundtables happening on that Sunday, June twenty-first. We will be really talking a lot about uh, it, it's it's really about our shared humanity, our reciprocal, our um, our reciprocal education and um, activism building. Uh, building the movement, the Prisoner Human Rights Movement, building activism so that we can really take actions to release people from prison. And um, so join us, please. I also at this time want to tell you about uh, the uh, the arrival of our most current prison-focused newspaper, it's been a few months now since we've had one. It's so exciting. It is absolutely beautiful. Issue number 60. If you are behind the walls, please, please subscribe to this newspaper if you haven't already. Um, if you are in solitary confinement, unfortunately, know that this is uh, this newspaper is complimentary to you. So please, um, for you and also family members of loved ones on the inside, um, um, and just others, advocates, people that want to find out what's really happening inside of Californians prisons, you can hear about it from the people that are um, on the inside, people that have returned. And of course, um, I want to give a shout out to our editor, Kim Pollock. Uh, It's just a beautiful newspaper, all the volunteers that helped as well, and to Minister King X who brought his just beautiful, all of his beautiful ideas, his artivism, it's fantastic, which leads me to say please go to Cage Universal uh, YouTube page so you can listen and see, listen to and see Minister King X's beautiful, um, beautiful work, uh, both visually and audibly. So um, again, if uh, to to get to the news to get the newspaper, please write to California Prison Focus, four four zero eight Market Street, Suite A, Oakland, California, nine four six zero eight. All right, and again, complimentary. Um, if you are suffering the shoe, um, I think it's. 20 dollars I'm not sure if it went up but just please if you if you want to donate online also that's the other thing. If you want to donate and you don't necessarily want a hard copy of the of the newspaper or maybe you just don't want the newspaper but I do suggest it and if you don't want it please get it for somebody else. but if you just want to make a donation again just go to the website and click on the donate button there at www.prisons.org. All right, folks, I got to play an excerpt of a Malcolm X speech here. This is from April 27th, 1962. Two Muslim brothers are questioned by Los Angeles police while unloading suits from a car in front of their mosque. A scuffle leads to gunfire and seven members of the Nation of Islam are wounded and one man, Ronald Stokes, is killed by police.
3: to devise some kind of method or strategy to offset some of the events or re- a repetition of the events that have taken place here in Los Angeles recently, we have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Dealing with the condition itself is not enough. And it is because of our effort toward getting straight to the root that people oftentimes think We are dealing in hate. We are oppressed. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against a common enemy. (laughs) Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you? And I, for one, as a Muslim, believe that the white man is intelligent enough. If he were made to realize how black people really feel and how fed up we are without that old compromising sweet talk. Stop sweet talking it. Tell him how you feel. Tell him how or what kind of hell you've been catching and let him know that if he's not ready to clean his house up, if he's not ready to clean his house up, he shouldn't have a house. It should catch on fire and burn down.
0: Davis with so what. All right, and now we are going to listen to um, a piece from my loved one Malik Washington, also known as Comrade Malik. As you know, he will be returning to us early September to the Bay Area so that he can become the editor of the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper. Juneteenth, 2020. Let's Adopt the Mantra of Black Unity and Black Love by Keith Malik Washington, End Prison Slavery in Texas Movement. If you do not understand white supremacy, racism, what it is, and how it works, everything else that you understand will only confuse you. Unquote. Neely Fuller, Jr., 1971. Quote. Showing love should not be restricted to family members or romantic or sexual partners. Love should not be restricted to blood relations. Love is showing kindness and courteously, openly, and publicly to all black people, even strangers. So our black children will learn it is normal and desirable for black men and black women to respect and care about each other. Unquote. Strategy number 10, show black love openly and publicly. This is an excerpt from Black Love is a Revolutionary Act by Umoja, page 394. Peace and blessings, sisters and brothers. If the COVID-19 pandemic did anything in America to black and oppressed people, it most certainly got our attention and demanded that we become aware, aware of the fact that the legacy of slavery and the systems of oppression that brought it about are still having tragic effects on our lives and our livelihoods. At first, I had intended on choosing the theme for this year's Juneteenth article to be, if we do not protect and care for each other, who will? I mean... As I analyze how many lives have been taken by this deadly pandemic, that's how I feel. How do you feel? Sisters and brothers, do you think Donald J. Trump and his team of bigots mourned the loss of black and brown lives? Trump knows we're not voting for him in November. No, but we're grieving and we can choose to care for and protect each other. So the theme and focus this year is black unity and black love. I propose that the prison abolitionist community along with all our free world allies do three things this year, one, Unify in order to free our politicized and political prisoners, prisoners of war, and our vulnerable elders. Two, honor and remember our loved ones whom we lost and are losing to this deadly virus by caring for and loving each other and celebrating our shared humanity. Three, get ready for our solidarity actions, which will begin this Black August, 2020. Recently, I've been studying a book on Black Love, Black Love is a Revolutionary Act, by Umoja. When I was held captive in the slave state of Texas, this book on black love was banned by the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Director's Review Committee, the DRC. I and many of my supporters found it strange that the DRC approved books like the white nationalist primer Mein Kampf, but would prohibit a book on black love. White supremacist racist Jennifer Smith... Billy Herschel, Lori Davis, and Brian Collier were responsible for banning numerous books and other pieces of literature which illuminate black history and shed a positive light on the black experience. I encourage more prisoners in Texas to file federal civil rights complaints and specifically cite the ongoing invidious racial discrimination practiced by Jennifer Smith and the rest of those bigots who sit on TDCJ's Director's Review Committee. Challenge white supremacy. Love yourself by knowing yourself. I'd like you to allow me to share another quote excerpt from this remarkable revolutionary book on black love. Quote, It is undeniable that the white supremacy system and their white foot soldiers are waging a vicious war against black people on four levels, educational, economic, psychological, and reproductive. It is also increasingly clear that white America has no patience or sympathy for poor or uppity blacks and is rapidly and quietly building more prisons while it closes black schools in preparation for what? a $104 million juvenile detention center to be built in East Baltimore, while the city is closing predominantly black schools. This is from um, our weekly in November 11th, 2010. What is America's plan for black youth? This answer should be obvious. Unquote. This is again from Black Love is a Revolutionary Act by Omoja on page 385. This year's Juneteenth should be a time of deep thought, reflection, and planning for the future. There must be a return of the unity of, of, the unity and love in the black community. We certainly cannot love others if we don't love ourselves. And all this talk of unity and love is absolutely meaningless without action. Should we stab and fight one another, or should we try to resolve our differences in a respectful and peaceful manner? Hello, B2. Hello, USP Pollock. Can you men hear me now? We must focus our minds and take actions that honor the incredible sacrifices of our ancestors and respect our elders and empower the developing minds of our youth. We must summon our spiritual strength and model forgotten greatness. I remember when the people's lawyer, Lynn Stewart, was incarcerated in federal prison. She was battling cancer. I loved Lynn Stewart. You know why? She loved us. Do we love us? Before she was released by the Obama administration, I was about to ask 100,000 activists and freedom fighters to descend upon FCI-Carswell in order to free our sister, Lynn Stewart. Sisters and brothers, what about our incarcerated elders? What about Sundiata Akholi, Leonard Peltier, Imam Jamil Al-Amin, Dr. Mutulu Shakur, David Gilbert, Jalil Muntakim, who's contracted COVID-19, Mumia Abu-Jamal, and others? They deserve our unity to win our freedom now. We have a system in place here in the United States that is addicted to the exploitation of our black men and women and the scapegoating of our poor oppressed people. The vicious nature of white supremacy will hold an old man captive until he dies or hunt down a young unarmed black man who decides to exercise in a white neighborhood, massacre us in our homes, and steal our last breath with a knee on our necks. Rest in power, Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in power, Breonna Taylor. Rest in power, George Floyd. Stop. Murdering our people. Sisters and brothers, what if the videotape of Ahmad Aubrey's execution was never released? Do you think justice would have been served in Brunswick, Georgia? We don't often hear the phrase quote don't speak about it, be about it, unquote. This juneteenth, will you be about it? Will you dare to show black love to your sisters and brothers? Let us look at what our brother Omoja says about racial profiling. Racial profiling refers to a police officer or a person of authority who harasses or arrests non-whites because they are not white. In many cases, racial profiling is encouraged by white city officials to send a message that blacks, especially black males, are not welcome to live, work, shop, or even drive through certain white areas. It is a psychological tool of intimidation and demoralization used against black males to remind them that they are inferior, unequal, and will not receive the same courtesy and rights that whites take for granted. Unquote. Black Love is a Revolutionary Act by Umoja. Page 231. Now view the Ahmad Arbery Execution Tape again, and tell me what you see. Juneteenth is a black abolitionist holiday. Direct solidarity actions are only one part of our comprehensive abolitionist strategy. We have to begin to identify the problem, which has subjected us to this modern form of slavery and servitude. Capitalism is the problem, and it must be replaced by socialism or a society governed by the people and not these fake leaders who serve capital. There is nothing easy about what I'm proposing, but Chairman Shaka S. Zulu of the New African Black Panther Party has a plan and some solutions should you care to listen. The United Panther movement is real. Soon I will be in a hood near you, serving the people and expounding on UPM strategy. I end this year's Juneteenth message with a final quote from Black Love is a Revolutionary Act. I request that you repeat this passage to yourself a couple of times so that it can really seep into your heart, mind, and soul. Quote, Try to imagine a time when no victimizer, rapist, or thief of peace would be able to beat, torture, strip naked, fondle, rape, or murder our daughters, sons, mothers, fathers, wives, or husbands in front of our eyes because we will give our lives to stop that from ever happening again. And if you can't imagine that, try imagining this. You will never Stand naked on any slave auction block or prison intake line and you will never put yourself or your loved one or your neighbor or your neighbor's children in harm's way again because you are them and they are you. Because we will belong to each other again, a DNA connected community of African souls that reaches from continent to continent and all around the world. To stop black gender wars, we must stand together and shout in a two billion strong African voice, never again. Page 377, A Black Love is a Revolutionary Act by Umoja. Sisters and brothers, I don't need to tell you, slavery was hell on earth, and in my home state of Texas, no exception. The Emancipation Proclamation and the abolition of slavery in America was just an optical illusion. Those capitalist bigots knew exactly what they were doing when they created the Exception Clause within the body of the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, Slavery still exists in America, manifesting within our nation's prisons, and why I and a growing number of anarchists, socialists, LGBTQ people, and freedom fighters from all over the world continue to fight for the real abolition of slavery in America, the dismantling of the prison industrial slave complex. I will never give up, and neither should you, dare to struggle, dare to win, all power to the people. Uh, There is an addendum, an assistant editor's note that you can find um, if you go to the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper, the June edition, and there you can read that. All right, I think now we're going to play a bit of music. Okay, we're going to take another musical break. This is going to be a request from Zah.
4: brother there's far too many of you die you know we've got to find a way to bring some love
0: beautiful people that's our show for today please get in touch with me at newbay at prisons.org i would love to hear from you stay strong stay human stay beautiful this is about our shared humanity ubuntu and i wish you a beautiful week and i hope to hear from you all right get ready for work week with steve seltzer